Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Damien. On today's podcast, we discuss a film celebrating its 20th anniversary, The Matrix. For those of you who are new to the podcast, The Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Human beings are a disease, and we are the cure. Now. So you're here to save the world. Everything you know about reality. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. Everything you believe about the future. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. Will be a thing of the past. No one can be told what the Matrix is. Whoa. You have to see it for yourself. The Matrix Getting ready for this podcast, bringing up the the Google sheet that I put my notes on, we fucking were supposed to do this on like April 5th. Yeah, yeah, we started talking about this a long time ago. It's August. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the 20-year anniversary is all year, so we're right on time. (laughs) All year, man. All year. I mean, to be fair, we had to get this done. I didn't know the urgency of it, but you're going to Mexico in like two weeks. We might not ever see you again, so we had to get this done. It's true. <laughs> There's a greater it than is, zero chance. It is true. One of my favorite memories of you is you hate physical media and stuff. Yeah. And you moved early in our friendship. We were neighbors for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a very sweet text that said, do you want any of these Blu-rays? I've <laughs> never known why you had any of these movies. I, I never asked the question, but one of them was The Matrix. And I appreciate it because I didn't own that at the time. Nice. Super Nice. So thank you for for adding to my Blu-ray collection, even though I know you hate the Blu-ray collection, but also enjoy it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I just don't want it in my life. In your personal life. Yeah, I like watching Blu-rays. I just don't want to see them. So I upgraded. Now I have it on 4K. Do you want your Blu-ray back? No, I don't have a Blu-ray player. I mean, but you don't want it just for like the collectability of it? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just asking, dude. Definitely not. Yeah, I don't have any uh, sentimental attachment to it or anything Nothing. else for that matter. All right. Do you see any good movies lately? Watch anything good on TV? I know we, we talked about it not too long ago, but want to no. ask? Yeah, I mean, not since we last spoke. I've been watching The Sopranos for a while. I think I'm like at the tail end of that thing. Okay. I think we talked about this in the last pod. They re- we recorded uh, Ozark, which I finished right. in like a week or something like that. That was really super good. And then you had to like go sit in a dark corner and like address all of the sad feelings that show gives you uh ozark yeah hmm. it's a heavy show dude it is a heavy show no though nobody you don't watch that show and you're like ah, i really like this character like you can appreciate the acting but you're not like they're a good guy like that's a good person um you're still talking about ozark right correct yeah Yes, I agree. The reason I ask for clarification is that's one of the like meta things that I feel every episode of The Sopranos of like nobody on that show has is a redeemable human being. Nobody. No, I mean The Sopranos was the start of the anti-hero. Right, exactly. Right? I mean they they paint Tony Soprano as the anti-hero, but then they do that, you know, in Dexter later, but like Dexter you can relate to him like it's a little more lighthearted even though he's cutting people up and throwing them in trash bags. Yeah, like, I mean he's still killing bad guys. Right. Tony Soprano is not a good dude, and his kids no. are super annoying. His wife sucks. Yeah, and he's just a, he's just a, like a miserable bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nobody on that show is super likable either. No, except fucking for maybe jo- Furio. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Joey Pants is fucking beating up and, and stomping out, like, hookers. <laughs> Fuck. Prostitutes, right? Like, Michael's a little bitch. 
Yeah. His girlfriend sucks. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody... She does suck. Everybody sucks. Yeah, nobody's super... Li- nobody in, in The Sopranos is worse than his two kids, though. Ugh. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Like, anyway, if, I have, like... If, I, if I have to get a fucking, like, show that, that's about one of them, like an episode that's about one of them, I was just like, come on, man. We're really going to do this? Yeah, the stuff where she's, like, going to college and stuff, I was like, I'm not really... Yeah. Not really down for this. No, Meadow, right? Isn't that her name? Yeah, Meadow. Ugh. You know how that show ends, right? Uh, I no. The only thing I know is that everybody was unhappy about it. Okay. Well, when it ends, I want to talk to you about it. When you get yeah, the yeah ending. for sure. Because right. I've, I've read a theory on the ending that I like. Hmm. So, again, the the, the creator has never really said like why he did what he did at the end, but there's a okay. theory that I enjoy. All right, I'm I'm in. I'm, yeah. I th- I feel like I'm pretty close to the end at this point. Uh, was it like six seasons, seven seasons? I don't know. Cause I'm just doing the like HBO thing. I'm, but I'm, and I'm going through, They're but like, through. there's not a, yeah, I feel like there's not a lot left. All right. Speaking of HBO, Righteous Gemstone starts tonight. I'm super pumped. You never watched Eastbound and Down or Vice Principals? No. Okay. Same guys who did those. It looks amazing about a, a, mm. a group of family, like preachers, fucking mm. John Goodman, mm. Danny McBride. I'm in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super in. John Goodman alone, I feel like I'm in. Yeah, Danny McBride, though, too, is like sneaky. Everything he's in, I realize I like. I'm trying to think of, like, what else has he been in? Um, uh, well, he was in, like, Pineapple Express. Uh, he was in Tropic Thunder. Um, he pops up oh, in a yeah. lot of stuff. But yeah. then his TV, all his TV stuff I've liked. Got it, yeah. He I was one of the is. writers of the last Halloween movie. Okay, okay. Which now they're doing a trilogy of. I don't know if. You didn't catch that on the pod, one of our pods? Yes. How do you feel about that, actually, before we get into The Matrix? About what? Them making two sequels to the Halloween movie that we just watched, the last Halloween, with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm pretty ambivalent. I was like, I think I we talked about this after watching the movie. I just like, eh. I was very yeah. meh on it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I thought it was like better than most of the sequels they've made, but then I watched it, I own it, and I watched it again recently, and I was like, not very good. Yeah. It has some scenes that I'm like, all right, this is cool. And it's, again, certainly it looks well done. Yeah. Sounds good. The mm-hmm. Acting's not bad. I'm just like, I don't know. I love the first one so much, and then everything else has just been kind of like, eh. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you. Shmeh. Yep. All right, Matrix. Where is the Matrix, like, if you think sci-fi movies, is this, like, one of the, the, the ones that you, you think of right away? Um, It's probably in, like, the top three to five okay because it's yeah. super this movie is more more like sci-fi to me than star wars which sounds ridiculous yeah yeah but I, it just seems like way more sci-fi yes i agreed yeah i don't know if it's just because of the look of the movie because you know they're supposed to be in a fucking i don't know what do you what do you call it they're in like a computer program essentially not a computer i guess it could be a computer program right in the matrix yeah yeah they're in like in a simulation no, I know they're in a simulation, but are we supposed to believe that the compute that the the robots it's it's essentially like a computer, right? That they're pumping you into? Yes. Or they're giving you dreams. Like that's what I'm saying. I've never really understood what the matrix itself is. I know it's a simulation. Mm-hmm. But are they pumping that simulation into your brain? Yeah. Or are they taking your brain and putting it into something? Does that no, makes no. sense? Yeah, it does. That's why you're they're like plugged in everything. 
See, I thought they were plugged into everything because they were sucking power from them. Well, there's that as well, but that, I don't know, like... It could be both, right? Sure. I mean, they're going to use it... They're using it, I guess, for both to, to like, yeah. extract energy, but also the, the to, like, plug, keep you... The plug-in makes sense because, obviously, when they're on the Nebuchadnezzar, they're on the, the, the ship, they mm-hmm. plug them in using that, like, back socket yep. or whatever the fuck it is. Yep. The, like, eight-inch spike that goes into the back of your skull. Yeah, where's that coming from? Like, how's that not popping through the front, bro? I don't know. Yeah, or like poking <laughs> in the back of the eyeball or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, how, come on. That seems like a... I don't know. This movie's pretty it's, well well done, pretty buttoned up. But like, where's that big-ass spike going? Yeah, that was pretty aggressive. It seemed like there could have been like a USB jack yeah. or something small. Yeah, and why they got to pull it out so aggressively? Know what I'm saying? Or stick it in so aggressive. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I feel like we just, we pretty much just discussed the whole movie. <laughs> so we I think we're good. Okay. All right. Cool man. Good job. Do you remember do you remember seeing this movie in the theater? Yes. You do. How was that? Yeah. Do you remember like that experience or no? Um yeah, I remember like uh I remember like my, you know, walking out of having my mind blown type thing. Really? Yeah, I I feel like it. Um similar to to Tyler's uh, description of watching The Lord of the Rings. Not quite okay. that, like, immersive, but, right. but like, I was totally sucked in. I get that. See, that one of the things I... I mean, it's not, like, a regret, because this would be something stupid to, like, regret, but I never saw this movie in the theater. I remember hearing about mm-hmm. it and then thinking, like, okay, wait a minute. This fucking dude from Point Break... Because at, at that point, I mean, Keanu Reeves is... He's Bill and Ted, right? He's fucking point break. Like he's not mm-hmm. speed. Like he's not a serious actor. And you don't you don't really know any, much about Lawrence Fishburne. I was like the dude from fucking the 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 uh, the Tina Turner movie. That's like Ike Turner. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like I don't know. It, it, you know, 19 year old Anthony. I'm like this this looks fucking stupid. And so I didn't yeah. see it in the theater. And then you just hear about it. And this is pre pre internet being readily available. Um, it just like you, you get like word of mouth and builds up and builds up and builds up. And then I would hear from people that I didn't really care about their opinion, that it was great. I'm like, yeah, sure it is. And then finally you start to hear enough, you hear it from enough people and you're like, all right, I should probably go check this out. Yeah. And then at that point it was on DVD, I think. Hmm. So you waited and a then, long time. Yeah. I mean, probably like a year. Fuck. Um, but then, I mean, I was all in for the, tr- the, the sequels and we, we saw midnight showings of those. And even those, those, even though those are not nearly as good and do not hold up well at all because the effects are terrible, yeah. that was still like a, it was still like an event. And they, at that time, like you're saying, you were like immersed into that, this world. Yeah, yeah. I I do remember seeing in the theater um, when it first came out, um, and I went and saw a screening of it. Uh, I don't know, back in like July or something like that, for the like 20 year anniversary at like a full full theater. And it's fucking so good on like a big screen with a crazy yeah. audio and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I hadn't watched this movie like start to finish in, in probably like two or three years. For whatever reason, it's just not something you just throw on. I feel like it's, I don't know, it's not heavy, obviously, but it's visually, it's, it's really dark. It's not, I guess, like a feel good movie because of like, I think maybe the visuals. Um, but I bought, knowing we yeah. were going to do this podcast and I start, you know, I bought the 4K TV and all that shit. And I started thinking, like, I started looking up, like, what what do you have to own for these? Even if they're movies I don't want or mm-hmm. don't like, I wanted to have that experience of, like, how good it looks in your house. 
and this yeah. is top of the list. And I got it, um, and I, yeah, I love this movie, so it's not like I got it not knowing I was going to love it. Uh, but watching it in 4K at my house with, like, the Atmos sound and everything, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. I think I showed you. I think you were here, weren't you? Or I told you about it. I think you told me about it. I don't think yeah. we watched it. But it's great. And then, you know, you you, uh, you buy I bought it. I popped it in. Of course, you have to, like, find that exact scene you want to watch. Yeah, of course. Right? So, you know, of course, I got to go to, like, either the kung fu scene um, or the scene when they go into the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So... But yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. It's crazy how well it still holds up. Um, kind of jealous you got to see it in the theater for like a second time. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, it was like seven dollars too. It was crazy. Best seven. You, I mean, you'd be losing money if you didn't go. Yeah, I mean that's why I bought it. <laughs> Do you have to drive for it? Like, how far did you go? Um, it was a little bit of a drive, but it's like a it was a kind of nice theater. Um, it was probably right. like a twenty minute drive. I miss seeing movies with you, man. I'm just gonna get I, a little sentimental right now. I know. We used to see a lot of movies and like a lot of know, movies. DQ movies and skinny jean shopping. What happened? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You had to move. Yeah, man. Broke my heart. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you want to like, if you want to just like pitch in to cover the cost of my employer, like I'll move back down. I mean, I got a little kid now. Wait. Okay. So I might be in, I might be looking for a nanny. Hmm. A manny. Ooh, a manny. I mean, I can't hit, I probably can't hit six figures. I mean, we can okay. catch you with like 12 bucks an hour or something. Okay. I mean, and you know, enough maybe, hours. Maybe like all the DQ you could eat. I could, I could, we could pitch in for like the AMC movie pass. Ooh. <laughs> hey. I mean, I'm going to need a little popcorn as well. And then I think maybe we can lock in a deal. I'll sign uh, Maybe we could do double points instead okay. of like me just buying you popcorn. Maybe we can figure out how to do double point. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But, but like, I gotta, I don't like going to see movies with anybody. Yeah, you were, I like, mean, in, you were it. In general, I see movies exclusively by myself, but I, yeah. you know, we used to see a lot of movies together, and I always had a good time. Yeah, I think I, I go see them with Nick, like when Nicolette wants to go. But unfortunately, like now, especially with the baby, like we don't get to go. We did go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood together, which was cool. Uh, but like before that, you know, her with her being pregnant, and then just all the stuff. Like she doesn't want to go see Avengers, which I don't really want to either. But and you know, she didn't want to see like Crawl, but. So when she wants to go, she's awesome, but she doesn't usually want to go. Yeah. And then, you know, our guy Bryce, <laughs> we, he and I went to go see Pet Cemetery together, and he fucking, i never seen a big-ass dude jump so much. Yeah. He brought a lot of candy. That dude, I, man, I was just going to say, that dude, maybe it's just because he's a big dude and he, the pockets are bigger, like they scale. I've never seen a grown-ass man shove so much candy in their pockets. Like full-size candy. Yeah, no, none of this like fun size nonsense. Like no, no, no. Like Costco size box of whatever fucking candy, multiple yeah. boxes. Yeah, he had like a full Red Vines in his pocket, yeah. like a like a box. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he wears like he's a big dude. Wears skinnies too. So like, saying where are they going? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I can barely fit my phone in my pocket. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Bryce though. Miss that guy too. Shout out to Bryce. Yeah. You get kids and you just you can't hang out with your friends anymore. Yeah. Not him, me. <laughs> right. Yeah. That uh, that whole our entire circle has kids now, except for except for me. You're like you're you pulled a little bit of the Neo here. I pulled just a little bit of the Neo. Just dodging that bullet, dude. Yep. Maybe that. I mean, that's a good segue into the pod. All right. So, like I said, movie celebrating its 20th anniversary, 1999. You said you saw it in the theater. I unfortunately did not. 
uh, directed by the Wachowski brothers, who have done, I think, like, just shit since they were, man. Like, just hot <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, Speed Racer. Like, nothing good. Yeah. Um, I did... So, there's a ton of... There's a ton of internet, you know, uh, stories about production and about getting this movie made and everything. So, it's hard for me to decipher, like, do I think it's real? Do I not think it's real? You know, Morning Geekdom podcast does not have any researchers. So... Mm. We're just winging it. What I did read, though, and I found this interesting, is that they commissioned... So they wrote this this, this screenplay for this, right, based on... Loosely based on a, a story. Um, just like the principles of a story, not obviously characters, things like that. They commissioned a 600-page comic book of the script to present to, like, movie studios while pitching the movie. That seems aggressive. Hmm. Like, instead of, like, loose storyboards or, like, a couple storyboards, oh, here's a 600-page comic book. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a bad move if you're trying to, like, do a pitch, right? I, I mean, I don't I don't know because this is pre, like, email, again, regularly available, right? So I mm-hmm. guess you're leaving, like, a lasting impression. But what if you meet someone and they're like, no, nah, I don't fucking like comic books. I'm not going to make your stupid movie. Yeah, or I don't have time to read 600 fucking pages. Well, I mean, yeah. Who's... I don't know how much reading you're doing in a comic book per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. Hmm. Is that what the Animatrix was based off of? Uh, based on the comic book? It could have been. I didn't see that, though. I, I think that, the again, the comic book was, from what I read, was just based on, like, you know, uh, they'll come up with, a, with storyboards usually and mm-hmm. show, like, how they, you know, so the actors have an idea of how they, where they need to frame and things like that. This was, they said, just a 600-page comic book based on the actual movie script, not the trilogy, oh, like I the see. movie. Okay, so nothing expanded universe. It was literally just they yeah. made a comic book of the movie. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 600 pages. It's a lot. And they had to pay. I mean, they're not artists. They paid for it. They commissioned it. Right. All right, you want to hit the synopsis? Do it. A computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. I don't think that does this movie any justice. Uh, yeah, I mean, in like a weird way, it's pretty accurate, but I don't think it does the movie any justice. It's accurate, I guess. I don't... The word rebels always throws me off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, who says rebels anymore? And then who also, like... Ha- the word hacker is a very 1999 word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, in 2019, you don't really hear hackers. That's true. I don't know. $63 million budget, $463 million gross. Made a few bucks. Yeah, it only it only it only made four hundred million more than it cost to make. Yeah. Did this movie win Academy Awards, Damien? I have no idea. What do you, what would your what does your gut think say? My gut says yes. How many would or your gut was... say? <laughs> I don't I don't yeah, I don't even know all the categories. Sure. I'm gonna say three. You were pretty close. Four. All technical all right. stuff, all like you know, sound editing and effects and shit like that. Shit that this movie should win. Yeah, yeah. No Academy Awards for acting. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> All right. A little nugget for you, and and Ooh. you contributed to this. Okay. Well, not not technically to this per se, but to the physical media. First film to sell one million one million DVDs. This was wow, the first really? Film. Yep. First film? That's crazy. First film, and then it was also the first one to get to three million. I mean that's a pretty solid little nugget. Yeah, yeah. Up until now, it's still the the one of the best selling DVDs of all time. In mm-hmm. like 
somehow, and I guess I, I would I would equate this based on what I was looking at to people readily being able to have DVD players because at first they were kind of expensive. Yeah. In like three years before when this movie came out, it came out on Laserdisc. What's a Laserdisc? Um, <laughs> and then by the time the second Matrix came out, this thing sold 30 million DVDs. 30 million? Three, zero. Fuck. I mean, I got to imagine this is the movie like when you buy... Because when DVDs were coming out, that's when the sound quality was good. You could start getting like surround sound that was pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah. This has got to be one of the ones you buy, right? That everyone was buying. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did you own this? On Blu-ray? Yeah. Uh, I owned it on Blu-ray because I had, I think, a PlayStation at the time. Did I have a PlayStation? Or maybe yeah. I just had a Blu-ray. Now, you had, a, you had to have a PlayStation because you played Red Dead. That's right. That's right. Uh, and that's like one of my favorite movies. So, you know. All right purchased it all right so it it, uh it spawned two sequels uh the matrix reloaded and the matrix revolutions Mm -hmm. did you like either of those um i like them because uh just the expanded universe aspect of them all right they definitely don't hold up as well you can't rewatch them and have as much enjoyment um but like yeah i don't know i mean i okay no i'm I'm with you i get you like if you're if you're if you want some matrix like they're suitable, yeah, but yeah. the Animatrix was super good. Mm-hmm. So the Animatrix was what ten, I think, eight or ten short stories um, that different animators did that were based in the an- the Matrix universe. Yes, super good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all the white clothes in this movie were dyed green. All the white clothes were dyed green. Yeah, to give it a computer look. So you know how it looks like the whole movie. There's like a when they're when they're in the actual matrix. There's like a green tint to the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, it looks yeah. color graded. Instead of just being like, hey, we're gonna throw over like a green uh, tint to the to the actual film itself, or put on like a filter, they went and they actually like dyed the shirts like a very light hue green. That's hilarious. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah yeah again That's hilarious I, didn't... I would only imagine because it's in like the late 90s it was filmed maybe so check... they would have been they would have been using still like actual film right uh y- yeah because i think one of the first movies that was filmed at t- like on digital was one of the star wars movies one of the prequels right so yeah they would have still been filming on actual on film <laughs> interesting so i don't know how hard it is to like color the actual film I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea how like cinematography post processing works, so yeah. I couldn't couldn't comment. I know it must have been easier just to dye the fucking shirts. Clearly, it was. I guess that just seems like a lot. Uh, apparently, the cast trained for four months for the fighting sequences. Seems like a lot. Yeah. Yep. And then this is the this is the thing. Out of all the shit I read, this was like the little nugget that I was like, I don't know. Fucking Lawrence Fishburne says that those glasses he wore, those goofy fucking, you know, yeah. spoon-looking Stick glasses, yep. never fell off. Not once. I'm not buying that. I I mean, those things have never seen the light of day in the real world, right? I, mean, I can't imagine some... I mean, Gerald dressed up as as Morpheus for one Halloween. I think he had those. Because, yeah, I don't remember. I just assume, like, oh, we're going to see these out, you know, in the real world now. I, but I, I don't got, remember, ever remember seeing them. I got to imagine some idiots had them. Yeah, probably. That weren't, like, wearing them for, like, cosplay. That were like, hey, I'm fucking Morpheus from The Matrix, <laughs> and these are super cool. Yeah. You think I feel, uh, Ger- 
You think Gerald had a pair? I feel like Rob might have had a pair. Hmm. Like, if you had to say between Rob and Gerald who had a pair, I'd say it would probably be Rob. I could see that. Gerald definitely had a pair for a Halloween costume. I mean, I know Gerald since I'm eight years old. I've never seen him yeah. wear fucking Morpheus glasses. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Gerald, do you ever, I mean, but, uh, we can definitely ask him. Yeah, okay. Maybe we hit him up on the pod or on the uh, on the Discord. Yeah, app, I don't course. think Gerald listens to every, even though he contributes to the pod, I don't think he listens to every episode of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, probably right. Yeah, so maybe we might have to ask him on the Discord app because I don't, I don't know if he's going to listen to this one. Shout out to Gerald. Shout out to Gerald. All right, you want to get into the categories? Unless you have, uh, I know sometimes you do a little research on yourself. You got anything? No, let's do it. All right. Most watchable scene. So this this category is going to be heavy. There's like, sh- I mean, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that, again, you buy it, bought it on DVD, bought it on Blu-ray, buy it on 4K, whatever, and you're like, you jump to a specific scene because you want to like flex. You know, you want to see, you want your friends to see how good your setup is. Yeah, not you. chapters. Not you. You don't do that. Not me. Not you. All right. Uh, so you have the opening. So that's the whole uh, where uh, Trinity's being chased by the agents, and I think right off, the, right from the bat, how they're dressed, like the camera angles, she jumps and does that fucking like crane thing, and it like mm-hmm. full three sixties around her. And for me, I was just like, "What the fuck is this? Like I've never seen this shit before." Yeah. Because it doesn't look like effects, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not computer and like computer generated doing that. Like they, she's on wires. Obviously, they stop. They they spin. I understand movie making. I understand how they do it. But it's not like now that would just be a digital effect. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be much easier. Like it's a very very elaborate camera setup to do those For where sure. they have the like you know fifty yeah DSLRs and. Yeah, and yeah. and the wire get up right. She, you have to hang her up there. I would imagine for a second at least on wire. Um, my, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is I, not a technical. I know uh, what you're assessment. saying. Yeah, yeah. Because realistically, for sure, they, wires. They have this. The the now they have those things where you can stand in the middle and it shoots all the way around you, so you get a three. When you're not, there's no fucking wires. I under, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying yeah. back in the day, I don't know if they had a setup like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Anyways, but that it did scene, look different. Yeah, that scene for me again, from everything from the tone to like the the the, the green look of the mm-hmm. movie to how dark it is to like the crazy outfits they're wearing, that sets like the tone for the whole movie for me. Uh, so the second scene is uh, where Neo meets Morpheus and kind of explains what the Matrix is. And again, most I think this is one of the most iconic parts of the movie. Obviously, the red pill or the blue pill. Right? Yeah. And again, that scene with I remember specifically like. It, the camera is shooting into Morpheus's sunglasses and you can see like Neo's reflection and how Keanu Reeves is, is, is acting. And I just thought that's a very clever way of doing that. And again, gives it a very stylized, like sci-fi looking, uh, just look to the, to that scene. Totally. Then you have Neo training and that's when it's the, you know, Neo versus Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Maybe the coolest like Kung Fu fight ever. Yeah, probably of all time. Because again, you're like, who? How the fuck are Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves going to do this? But they like pull yeah, it off. Yeah, what world? Yeah. But who knew that fucking Keanu Reeves is going to end up being fucking John Wick? Maybe one of the best action hero stars ever. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously in that same scene, you get where he's showing him how to jump, and you get the the whoa, right? The the classic, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the most whoa. classic Keanu Reeves moment ever. Quote definitely. Yeah. 
uh, Neo goes to the Oracle, I think is a cool scene too, because that starts to lay like the double cross that Cypher is going to, going to do. And then inevitably at the end of that scene does double cross them and fucking kills everybody. Right. Real dick move. Mm -hmm. You ever trust that? You ever trust Joey pants? Anytime you ever see him in a movie? I don't No, Never. Like he's always going to be the bad guy. Definitely. Even like he's in the he's in the fugitive. I don't know if last time you watched the fugitive or if you've ever watched the fugitive or you've retained any information from that movie. He's like one of Tommy Lee Jones, like U.S. Uh, what are they called? U.S. Marshals. I'm mm-hmm. like this this dude's fucking dirty, but he never ended up being bad. But I was like, he's gonna be bad. Still dirty though. Yeah, he has a fucking wig on in that movie too, like a toupee, and I just can't get past it. Like you're bald. Yikes. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Like what if I showed up one day with a fucking full head full of hair? <laughs> Just like a a piece, like would you be would you be like a cool friend and like support me with that, or would you call me out? Um, I mean, I might tell you just to like keep it real. <laughs> Let's keep I mean, it real. I mean, maybe maybe I'm keeping it real with a fake hair. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. On a side, I mean, I'll support you. I appreciate that. On a side note, you know, I've dreamt about having hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't know that. Yeah. Just like a beautiful head of hair, man. <laughs> and then okay, I wake up and cool. I'm like, I'm still a bald fuck. Yeah, you just like go to reach up and you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, yep. It was all a dream. Mm. I used to read a word of magazine. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Fucking hair dreams. Anyways, uh, then you have the bank scene. I mean, again, maybe one of the, the coolest scenes ever filmed in any movie ever, like action movie, sci-fi, don't matter. One of the yeah. best scenes to watch in your house, again, if you have a nice setup. Yeah. And then motherfucking Neo's dodging bullets. Again, there's no, like, that is the Matrix. When you think of the Matrix, you think of him saying, whoa. Mm-hmm. Or fucking dodging bullets. Yeah. And the, that song specifically that that's playing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is exactly, quintessential Matrix. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. It's been parried a million times. Yeah. And then the, the last scene, Neo versus Agent Smith. The reason I like that movie or that scene is I'm I'm partial to westerns, and even mm-hmm. though we're deep in like a sci-fi movie, that scene feels like a western scene to me. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, so it that's just feels it, like it has yeah it has a very gritty kind of like feel to it for sure, and it's it's very much like uh you know the 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 good cowboy versus the bad cowboy. I was gonna say the white versus the black because that's usually you know they make the white the the good cowboy wear all white, black cowboy wear all black, the bad cowboy. And, I mean, it has that feel almost because Agent Smith is all in the black, but then Neo, I guess, is in black as well. I don't know. It just feels it feels very Western to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I can recap them real quick. Tell me which one's your favorite or if you have another one you want to add. So you have the opening. Uh, Neo meets Morpheus. They explain what the Matrix is. Neo training, so that's Neo versus Morpheus. Neo goes to the Oracle, um, the bank scene, and then Neo versus Agent Smith. Uh, Neo versus Agent Smith at the very end. So that whole end, yeah. Okay. The only two that I might add are, is the scene where Neo basically unplugs from the Matrix. Okay. Um, and you finally see him like, you know, he's like in the, in the tub of whatever the liquid is. He pulls the like hoses out and gets like ejected. That scene Um, creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the, the, the like things in his arms and his skin, uh, it, I like think definitely there's a weird thing. With I it. think the no eyebrows Keanu Reeves weirds me out more than anything. Yeah, people put, who don't have eyebrows weird me out, particularly with all the goop on him. Yeah, yeah. 
There's that one that I might add. And then the first fight uh, with Smith where he starts trying to like fight back. Oh yeah. yeah. Like in the, there's the chase scene and then he like fights back in the subway. That one's a really good scene too. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. Cause he, does he originally fight him when he goes to see the Oracle? No, that's Morpheus is trying to fight him. Yes. When then that's a cool scene too. When they're um, sliding down the, the interior of the wall. Oh yeah. 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 There's like those, uh, SWAT guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the other parts that really grosses... There's only... It actually disturbs me for whatever reason in this movie is when Morpheus is sweating and Agent Smith grabs the sweat oh, and God. smells it. Yeah. It, it like, gives me a visceral reaction. Like, a, I know. Every I can, single time. Yeah, I can feel it right now. Like, who would do that? I don't know. You're in a simulation. You don't... don't you... you you would know what the sweat smells like because you're in a simulation. So ideally you're aware that you're in the simulation. You should know what everything is like. Yeah. I guess because Smith is a computer program, he's like not creeped out. I'm it's fucking a creepy creeped thing out. To do. I know I'm creeped out too. Just thinking about it. So what's your favorite scene? I think my favorite scene is the dojo. The dojo. Okay. Uh, yeah. When they're fighting each other. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic scene, dude. And yeah. again, the, the, the lead up, well, I guess it's not the lead up to that scene because they're already in the Nebuchadnezzar, which is a great name for a ship, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I, for me, I think just because it's what my mind goes to when I think the Matrix is the bank scene followed by where they're fighting on the roof when he dodges the bullets for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then which leads into fucking Agent Smith smelling the sweat. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. Cool. I, I mean, I don't think you go wrong with any of those scenes. No. They're all they're all fantastic. How did you not, not, this is aside from this, how did you not know that Hugo Weaving Agent Smith was V in V for Vendetta? I don't know. It's been a really long time since I saw V for Vendetta. Right. And uh, when I was in Seattle for a couple of weeks last week, um, I was staying at a friend's house and they have a ridiculous home theater TV thing set up. And sure. so I was just watching, just cruising through the like, uh, highest quality things that you can get um, through Netflix. And I think that was one of them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember really liking this movie. And so yeah. I watched that anyway. And and the whole time, like, I got to know his voice. Like, yeah. what is he, where is he from? And so I like looked it up real quick and I was like, holy shit, it's Agent Smith. He's also Red Skull in the first Captain America. Like, he's the bad guy, which I'm sure you know that. Yes, that I knew. And then he's also, uh, what the fuck is his name? What's the bad guy in, in Transformers? Why am I? Not Meg- Megatron. He's also uh-huh. Megatron's voice in the right. first Transformers. Okay. And yeah. then obviously in Lord of the Rings. Yes, Lord Elrond. But I mean, he's always Agent Smith. Every time I see that dude, I'm like, oh, it's Agent Smith. Yeah, totally. That's him. Yeah. One of the best like villain performances ever. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, out of nowhere. Like, I, I never heard of that guy before. Hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. So standout performance. Keanu Reeves as Neo. I put Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity just because I wanted to have more than just performance, standout performance as well. I don't think she gives the best performance, but I think based on like she had no acting credits before this movie, pretty strong. Uh, And then Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. I wanted to put Agent Smith. I just don't think he's in the movie enough for it to be like a leading performance. Really? Like if you were going to think. I guess. I get get it though, because if you think about this movie, it's really, I don't know, you you could say it's, 
Neo, you could say Morpheus. Like you think about them as well as Agent Smith, right? Yeah. It's it's Neo. I mean, Neo is the best. I think Keanu gives the best performance because if his performance isn't the right amount of like camp and serious and you kind of yeah. believe who he is, like you believe that fucking Keanu Reeves is a 1999 hacker. Yeah, absolutely. He looks and like then somehow, Yeah, and then somehow pulls off the fucking like action hero stuff, which again, right. before, prior to this, we were like, Again, the only thing... I mean, he had been an action hero in Speed. He had been an action guy in Point Break, but not to this level of, like, physicality. Mm-hmm. I think without him, this movie doesn't work. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I'm going I'm, I'm going Keanu. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. All right. So then, casting, right? Because there were so many casting rumors for this. I gave it its own little... Uh, not category, but just little talking points here. Okay. So for Neo... These are all the people who were rumored or actually offered the part of Neo before uh, Keanu. Will Smith turned it down because he didn't believe, like, the again, because the Wachowskis were, like, no names at the point. Yeah. Met with them, didn't believe they could pull off, like, all the the flying shit and the dodging bullets. Because, again, this is really just pre-heavy CGI. Mm-hmm. And then he opted to make Wild Wild West instead. Good call, Will. Super good call. Uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Fuck. This is a very different movie. <laughs> very different. Um, apparently the WB, so Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt and Val Kilmer. Neither hmm. one wanted to do it. Hmm. I can, I can, may, might be able to see Brad Pitt, like 90, or, uh, mid-90s Brad Pitt be doing this movie. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but right after this, he did Ocean's 11, which pretty much, you know, blew him up. So. Yeah. I'm down with Ocean's. Um. Apparently, Johnny Depp was the, the Wachowski brothers' first pick, but did he, he turned it down. Good. Uh, again, but 90s Johnny Depp might have been okay. I don't know. I don't think so, man. I mean, he's basically always been the same with the, like, uh, weird fucking <laughs> yeah, but... thing, hands in the air. <laughs> I, I wish I wish people could see what you're doing. <laughs> um, and then maybe my favorite rumor ever, because it would just be like, come on, man. I don't know. I, I I see this on multiple websites. I don't see it anything like official. Sandra Bullock was apparently rumored. For Neo? Correct. Nah. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> All right. So then Morpheus, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. I, I, think, I think Lawrence Fishburne is just the right amount of chill. I don't think Sam Jackson can do that. Yeah. Somehow Val Kilmer also was considered for this as well. Somebody had like a real hard on for Val. Real hard on. And then maybe my favorite ever, Gary Oldman. Fuck. <laughs> Again, different vibe. Different vibe. He could have totally pulled it off. He could have pulled it off, but again, Fishburne has the right amount of like, he's chill. He's like intimidating. He has like that big gap in his teeth. Mm-hmm. He has like early acne scars. So like just the like the tight shots of him, he looks like, sinister but like super chill and like should i believe him should i not believe him yeah. i don't know man i'm in like i just think he's like perfect casting yeah i agree with you i don't think the movie would have been better if anybody else including gary oldman was played that role but uh yeah i think you know could have worked would yeah. just put it in a different movie yeah I, again i think i i might have been interested in brad pitt as as neo i think we could have you know mid 90s brad pitt might have been all right yeah uh so Oh, there's only one rumor for Trinity, and it's Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> to the point where apparently Janet Jackson reference she references the Matrix in like an album after it came out. So you're what? you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just confused. I'm confused too. Okay. I don't see it. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then Agent Smith. Apparently, there's only one person that was uh, considered, and it's uh, Jean Renault, who's the dude from The Professional. Oh yeah. Wait. And uh, apparently, sorry. who is that for again? Uh, for Agent Smith. Smith. And he was all like, I guess, like ready to sign up everything, but then they needed him to move to Australia. Why they made the movie? Because the movie was made in Australia, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> He's like, "Nah, <laughs> yeah." Have you seen that place? <laughs> everything tries to fucking kill you. <laughs> Which then apparently, I was reading articles where apparently in the early or the late '90s, like racism was still like pretty strong in Australia. Mm-hmm. So I guess Lawrence Fishburne had like a rough time filming this movie because a lot of like racial slurs were thrown his way. Mm. Casual. Yikes. Is there like, not that it's okay to throw those ever, but I'm definitely not saying that shit to Lawrence Fishburne. No, definitely not. That's like saying something crazy to, to Sam, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, definitely not. Like, like get fucked. <laughs> you know what? Uh, thinking, so there's another scene in this movie that gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. When, when the fucking little like spider-looking thing goes into his stomach. Oh yeah, when it comes out of his uh, out of his belly button. Yeah, I'm I'm simultaneously like creeped out by it going in, and then also the amount of like tr- uh, hair on fucking Keanu Reeves like belly, mm. his little happy trails grossing me out. <laughs> Sorry, Keanu. Yeah, man, but still the smell the smell of the sweat. Yeah. is so much worse. Just the fact you're like you got the two fingers to your nose as well. It's That's like, what he does, yeah, man. I know. Just, it's <laughs> it's not good. And he isn't he like grabbing him by the like the head yeah. too, like a. Oh. And he's like Ew. rubbing the sweat and oil in his hand. Yeah, it's not yeah, talking about how much he hates fucking humans, right? Yeah. He hates the Matrix. It's the smell of it. Yeah. yeah, isn't that what he wants? He wants to like get essentially like, like he wants the his program to be like wiped out, right? So he doesn't have to be in the Matrix anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's stuck there. Yeah, but isn't that his his goal is to find fucking Neo and smash him out so that he doesn't so he can be like decommissioned? Yeah. You think we're in a in a simulation? In a simulation? That's like Elon Musk's theory, right? Yeah. The amongst, thing is, amongst other people. Yeah. If you if you go read uh, any of the like articles about it, uh, it, it's it's pretty easy to like go. Hmm, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound so crazy. <laughs> uh, but I, fuck, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Are you a what what would the what is the because there's like the flat earthers right mm-hmm. like there's these people who believe in this stuff what is that called what is the uh, the simulation called I mean the simulators no I don't know if they have a name I don't think there there's not like a a, a coalition or a organized group or anything I think it's just people who subscribe to the theory the simulators would be good the simulators would be good too it sounds a bit also, like a TV show though also a band I would probably listen to at like the fucking Coachella or something yeah simulators mount up state stage two. So your, I just want to, in in conclusion, <laughs> of the theory, you're giving it a. I mean, I'll send you some links. <laughs> if we were doing a YouTube video, this is when you'd be like, "It's gonna be right up here, <laughs> right, right in the right, up, right, right in the top, here. right in the top." Click on the card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, worst performance. Nobody. Nobody's getting a bad performance yeah. in this movie. Yeah, agree. I'm in on everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. Maybe the entire crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. Because every single person on that on that uh, ship on that that ship is just like, hey, I only got like ten minutes of screen time. I'm getting it. Especially the 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 everybody's dressed in black. The lady dressed in white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like when they're gonna when they're gonna what's her name? Switch. When they're gonna kill her? No. I, I don't know. Like Swift or something. Yeah, isn't it? Switch maybe. When they're gonna kill her and she's just like, no, no, not, not like this. Like this. And you're just like, eh, eh. I could do without you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Cipher, Cipher, pull the fucking thing. I, I yeah, I guess. I, for them, like, on the ship, uh, yeah, outside of it, I guess, on the ship, it just always felt like these people are going to be a little weird. They, like, live by themselves sure. on a ship. There's, like, the only other five human beings they ever see. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying bad performances. Yeah, I'm just saying, overacting. Yeah, I'm just saying they, had, they knew, hey, I'm only going to get, like, seven to ten minutes of screen time. I'm giving it one billion percent, and it might be a little bit too much. What do you, how do you feel about Mouse? I feel like Mouse is a creepy little fuck. <laughs> Man. He, he literally is like, hey, I built this simulation. If you want to spend some time with her, I can make it happen. Like, he's a virtual pimp. Isn't that what they yeah. call him in the movie? Virtual pimp, hard at work. It's He's a little creepy, no? Because uh, essentially, like, if you're Neo and you say, yeah, let me get some time in the, in the, in the simulation, you're, like, kind of with him. No, nah, I don't think so, but he's watching. You kind of are because you're using you're in his mind of what he created, and he seemed like kind of a kid, right? Uh, I mean, he seemed younger. I don't know about a okay. kid. That's yeah. The, the the thing that creeped me out is more of like I thought he was more of not a child, but like late teen. I, he just creeped me out a little. Yeah, bit. I think I think he was just a little creepy. It didn't, it didn't seem like that young to me. All right, and he had like shifty eyes. Definitely shifty eyes. But R.I.P. Right, he gets it. Yep. Poor bastard. Yep. Um, but again, Joey Pants. Fucking Joey Pants. Can't trust him. Yeah. Can't trust him as Cypher. Nope. With his fucking flavor saver fucking... <laughs> Soul patch. Yeah. Just eating the steak. Another creepy ass part when he's eat. Who knew eating steak would be creepy? Yeah. I mean, he kind of made it he's creepy. He's like, I, I don't want to remember nothing. Yep. Nothing. Ugh. All right. Uh... Who did the most of the least? I mentioned it earlier. I only got one person, and it's Hugo Weaving as Aiden Smith. Did he? God, it feels like he was in a lot compared, like, to be in that category. He could be, man. I don't have like the screen times in front of me, but yeah. for this is like watching it. My reaction to it is yeah. that he wasn't, didn't seem like he was in it that much because every scene he's in, you're just like, oh shit, it's like a big impact. The scenes he's in, yeah. Especially there's that lull in the middle of the movie where they are on the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, they're doing the, the training. like, And then he's not in any of that, mm-hmm. except for when they show him, he turns to the... He, Neo's watching the Red Woman, and he turns, and that's Agent Smith, right? Shoots him in the head, and he's like, you gotta watch out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's mm-hmm. in that, that middle part of the movie. He's not even really in, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Again, this is just, for me, just knee-jerk reaction. For sure. Because if, if it's not gonna be him, I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, I don't... I, I can't think of... I can't think of who else it was going to be, which I was curious who you were going to throw out there. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit too now that I'm thinking about it. I guess you could say if I'm going to say he wasn't in the movie that much, I bet you fucking Morpheus is in it just as much as he is. 
but it feels like Morpheus is in it more. If, yeah, Morpheus definitely feels like he's in it a lot. Yeah, especially because I th- and I think it might be they're they're doing that thing where they just they talk about Morpheus, mm-hmm. so you feel like he's in the movie more. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, so does this still hold up? There's a few special effects in the movie that you're like, all right, this doesn't look good in, in 20 years later, but for the most part, they're all pretty good. The two things that really bother me though, uh, the idea of hackers, because I think again that's a very 1990 early internet. Uh, concern or even term like you just don't hear hackers now they're, I don't think they're called hackers anymore yeah and, sorry go ahead like, like the idea of early internet is was very much like I'm not fucking putting my credit card there everybody's gonna have it I'm not doing this like you're gonna have a, the idea of like interacting anonymously through like electronics at that point I remember being like this is weird mm-hmm. so that kind of the idea of hackers kind of th- follows that time I think hmm. okay and then raves. And then raves. Yeah. <laughs> like when they go to the rave at the beginning, it's just like all the cliche, like what the guys are going to look like, what the women are going to look like. You're just, you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Okay. A lot of drips there. Yuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Because everything yeah. else still pretty much holds up. Yeah. I mean, for me, the the movie, like watching through in its entirety, like holds out 100%. Like, yep. no question, nothing feels like it's aged to me. Yeah, some of the effects are, like, obviously not on par to what we have today, but it still 100% works. Sure, yeah. Um, and that's that's the next, so the next category is this does, this still holds up. So I have, I have three things. So I put literally everything. A little bit of a cop-out, but again, the movie pretty much all holds up. I think Keanu Reeves, more than now, holds up. He's a goddamn national treasure, man. Mm-hmm. Has Keanu Reeves had a better year than 2019? No. Okay, but then, you know what holds up more than anything in this movie? That goddamn, like, 65 Lincoln Continental they drive. Oh, fuck, it's so good. <laughs> With the suicide doors. Yeah. Uh, just every time I see it, I'm like, I just, I want you. Yeah. Has, does could, anybody I mean, dislike that car? Everybody, I feel like universally realizes like god that's a cool even if you know nothing about cars it's like that's a yep. cool car you have a reaction to it i think yeah regardless you know what i'm saying like it, it's super cool looking it's massive oh yeah and then you open up the doors and you're like the fucking suicide doors like the og suicide doors. yeah yeah man i mean i to me there's not uh, i don't know it's either that or an early bronco or like the coolest cars of all time yeah i mean you, everybody can have their like old ferraris the old porsches all that old stuff I need that. I need that like 65, 66 blacked out like OG Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors. Right, right. I'm with you. Just, just, you could sit in the trunk, bro. Like you could live in the trunk. Yeah. I mean, I was going to make a I could, dead hooker quote, but I just. Yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You're a little, you're a little, uh, I don't know the right word to the, to the podcast uh, <laughs> audience. Like a mi- little bit of a mystery. We can't talk about. Okay. All right. All right. There's a lot of room yeah. for live people. Activities. Activities. Yeah. I mean, I could charge you rent. Mm. That's what I could do. Okay, we got to hash this out. We got to whiteboard some stuff. Okay. Because, I mean, we get you as the, as the Manny. Catch that DQ card. Catch that movie uh, that, that movie pass, pass at AMC. And then if I get a Lincoln Continental, like, that, there's some place for you to sleep. There's more than enough room in there for me and all my stuff. Yeah. We're, we're good, dude. Okay. All right. 
would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? I mean, I think we talked about that earlier. I think we did. But I think he could also be Agent Smith. I don't think he would be better because I think Hugo Weaving has the right amount of like shifty, crazy eyes, crazy voice. Yeah. The voice is what does it. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, because I mean, the voice is super iconic. Yeah, him saying Mister Anderson. Yeah, because he's got the glasses on most of the time. Right. And then when he takes the glasses off, you're like, this guy's got fucking shifty eyes <laughs> and crazy, crazy eyebrows. Yeah. He just looks a little whacked out. A little. Yeah. All right, but I'm I'm again I'm down for Gary Oldman to give both Agent Smith and Morpheus a try. But I don't know that the movie's any better with them in it. I don't, yeah. I, particularly with Morpheus, I don't think it works. No, again, I think that both of them do what they're really supposed to do. Like, they just yeah. fit perfectly. Um, at what point do you think AI is really going to fuck us? Um, yeah, it might not be that far away. It might not, right? I mean, you, you have the Terminator. You have Skynet. When, when AI starts building AI... And then, I mean, you have this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried that, that artificial intelligence is going to fuck me within my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not alone there. <laughs> you have no concerns about it. Um, I mean, you guys are probably going to be one of the companies that fuck us. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a lot of <laughs> other. I mean, have you seen the videos from, from uh, Boston Dynamics? Those guys. Like the video I sent you where the fucking, uh, the dude's bowling, the, 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 the AI arm is bowling. <laughs> no, not like that one. I uh, mean, that one was crazy though. That one is really good. Boston <laughs> Dynamics is that like robotics company who, uh, makes robots at this point that can like do jumping upstairs and all kinds of crazy shit. And there's all these videos on online of them, tr- like the robots trying to do a task and there's some asshole with a stick, like pushing it. Like, just being a dick trying to stop it from doing its task. Like, yeah, those those guys are going to fuck us. Is, are they the ones who made, like, the dog robot, too? Yes, yes. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not down with them. We need to and that, that thing is super old technology at this point. We need to take them out ASAP. <laughs> right. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Terminator, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's them. I know how this story ends. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, they're the robots. AI is a whole separate thing. But What is the Terminator thing? Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I dude, know. You fucking killed it. Yeah, as soon as that fucking happens, I know what's happening. Dude, what a great movie. Dude, Terminator 2 is so good. Dude, it's one of the best. Dude, we that that pod's going to have to happen. Yeah, definitely. How have you and I know you I know you haven't, but how have you never watched the the Sarah Connor Chronicles show? It just looks super cheesy. It's so not, like, man. Eh. I know, I know that's what you said, but the, the effects aren't How can it be cheesy with fucking Lena Headey? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just the, like... The effects aren't great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they were reaching just trying to, like, do some more Terminator shit. Man, I mean, I, if I let you borrow the Blu-rays, is there any, any like, thing you can watch them on? No. Man. All right, we got to figure something out, because I, I feel like you got to watch them. They're very good. Okay. All right. Fucking Terminator, man. If Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up, I'm out. <laughs> Fucking out. All right. Yeah. Most memorable line. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> yep. Which, again, one. anything that Keanu Reeves says, I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to free your mind. Again, mm-hmm. I can't do it in the voices. You've got to do it in, like, the Morpheus voice or the Neo yeah. voice. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to deny our own impulses is to, to deny 
Or did I just have a stroke? <laughs> is that part of the quote? <laughs> I wish. Uh, to deny our own impulses is to deny the very thing that makes us human. That's your boy, Mouse. Yeah. All right. Believe it or not, you piece of shit, you're still going to burn. <laughs> Fucking Tank. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tank and then Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not the first time I've used it. <laughs> what is uh, what is the dude in Waterworld say when he's trying to trade paper? <laughs> paper. It's paper. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. You know I bought that on 4K the other day because you pushed me to buy it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm pretty happy you did. What's your favorite line, or do you have others you want to add? Oh, man. There's a lot of good stuff in here. A lot of them are, like, really long, so I'm not going to lie. I can't read them all. Okay. Uh, I mean, you could. If I, I mean, I could. Um, if if I had to, like, give a, a immediate off-the-cuff answer, it's probably going to be, whoa. Okay. <laughs> how does uh, how does he say it, though, in the movie? Oh, uh, man, I, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it justice. Yeah, I can't do it justice. How would, Miss, how would uh, uh, Agent Smith say it? <laughs> how would he say, whoa? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it either. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, All right. Um, let's see. There's, like, the... The entire, like, monologue that Neo has at the very end where he's talking on the payphone is awesome. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone. And then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Uh, That one's really good. Um, fuck. What else is really good? I for me, I think it's I know kung fu because yeah. he wakes up and he looks at Morpheus and he says I know kung fu, and then Morpheus Morpheus says Show me. Yeah, and then that, that's when they go and fight. Yeah, that that whole scene is fantastic. So yeah. so yeah, I might actually be able to be able to get down with that. I think Whoa might be it though. Yeah, let's <laughs> go with let's go with Whoa. Let's go with Whoa or Mr. Anderson, but Mr. Anderson is really I'm good. Not saying it. You could, I mean, there's the, if we're going to go with really short ones, uh, there is no spoon is also iconic. That is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you could say the, the, the blue pill or the red pill, um, mm-hmm. quote sentence, you know, that, that sentence as well. I think that's, again, that's pretty cliche. That's like one of the best scenes of that movie, but I don't think that's the best line. I think that yeah. visually, you have to visually see that more than the line gives you the impact that the line has, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, how do you feel? We haven't talked about it at all uh, specifically, but how do you feel about everybody shitting on Van Helsing? I don't feel good about it. No, man. I don't feel good about it. I mean, I feel like you need to just recognize it for what it is, but like, there's no reason to shit on it. No, nah, man. <laughs> kind of bums me out. <laughs> they were just all like, what? And I had yeah. to, you know, I needed you there in my corner. I know, I know. I felt, I was listening to it at the, like, the night that it released, and I was just like, fuck, should have been there. Should have sent you should have sent something out in Discord. Yeah, I know. All right. I just I didn't even want to bring it up. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's old shit. It's old. It happened in the past. Don't bring up old shit. Yeah. 
the Sam Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. There's only one. I struggled with it. Like, who's it going to be? Because mm-hmm. you think about it, and there's not really one. But Trinity kind of is. Yeah. She's always just shitting on everything Neo wants to do. <laughs> and then Morpheus is like, he's the one. She's like, nah, I don't think he is. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, then, I mean, it, you know, The whole Oracle thing, like, oh, what did the Oracle tell you? Like, yeah, you're not the one. He's like, are you vibing me? Because, like, if you're vibing, I'm the one. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's just, she's just, yeah, they don't do her any justice in this. But yeah, I, guess I don't. Per- you have to have somebody, right? You have to have, like, the cynic in the group. Some, somebody, yeah. I don't yeah. particularly enjoy her throughout most of the movie. Um, so, yeah, I can get down with that. I find her oddly attractive. Really? I never found her attractive at all. I think it's the character. I think I, I like Trinity in this movie. I think that she brings, again, that you need, like, Morpheus is such a true believer, almost to where Morpheus is. You could make. Uh, you could make a case that Morpheus is reckless with his crew and maybe is, I mean, you could say this about everybody on the, the Nebuchadnezzar that maybe they're the bad guys mm-hmm. because everybody is pretty happy in the simulation. Why are they the ones fucking, why is it their job to like, you know, set them free? Yeah. So you could make a case that they're the bad guys and that Morpheus is really pretty like, okay with everybody dying as long as he can find the one. So you need her in this movie. But yeah, I find Carrie Ann Moss, attractive in this movie is it because of the head to toe pleather and boots mm, no because then you could say i find well i do find keanu reeves attractive yeah. um i don't know maybe there's a whole androgynous thing going on right that part i'm fine with there's just yeah. something about her that like i don't i just never found attractive also okay. the scene where she uh, where they're like on the roof and she calls and like needs a, a download or whatever for right. how to fly the helicopter. Right. And she like walks to it. She does like this really weird walk okay. and it's a super turn off for me, whatever, for whatever reason. I like that you're doing the walk. Yeah. Yeah. I do it. We're kind of, we're missing out not doing this just for the people with video next time. Next time. Yeah. I, there is, she does have this, the super cool scene though. When, um, the dude, the agent's about to kill Neo, and then she just pops him right in the head, and she's like, "Dodge this." Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, again, shot super cool, like kind of mm-hmm. fishing, fish, uh, fish-eyed a little bit. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, wide perspective. But yeah, I think that she's also a wet blanket. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. Nobody, I don't think anybody else could be shoehorned into that uh, category. No, I mean, maybe, maybe Agent Smith a little bit. <laughs> he's not really a wet blanket. No, he has a job, and he's going to do it. That's right. Um. So what do you wish there was more of? I only have Zion because they mentioned Zion quite a bit, but then in, in the second one, you get that payoff. They go to Zion. Right. And unfortunately, it's just a big rave. Uh, yeah. Multi-level like shithole. Any other like sci-fi into the world type shit. Yeah. So I wish it was in this movie, I guess. And then we get the payoff in the second one. You're like, eh, maybe I don't need it in the first one. Right. All right. So... I don't know. It's kind of an unanswerable question. Like, whose movie is this? I have two people, two things. You know I like to put things in this as well. I do know that. Keanu Reeves, right? But this movie is like, when you think about the 90s, this is one of the movies that I always think about. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie, because Keanu Reeves now, I think you I think you associate him with John Wick more than anything. Hmm. I always, always associate Keanu Reeves with either Bill, Bill and Ted, um, or Johnny Utah from Point Break. Yeah, yeah. 
but I I always identified this movie as a '90s movie, even though it came out you know '99. Interesting. What do you got? Anything? Or what do you think about those? Yeah, I think. Yeah, the the like the whole '90s thing is an interesting take on it. Okay. He, for when I when I think of this movie, or when I think of sorry, when I think of um, Keanu, I think of The Matrix. Okay. Um, I don't think of him immediately as John Wick as much as I love those movies. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for opening my eyes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I might have to say like it's it's his movie if if we're to the original question. No, I get that. I get that, yeah. and uh, I think a lot of people still identify Neo. Uh, and Keanu Reeves as, or Keanu Reeves as Neo, but yeah. for me again, it's just there's other. As much as I love this movie, and I do, I don't love this movie because of Keanu Reeves. I love the movie for what it is, like a movie all encompassing. Yeah. Point Break. I love fucking Patrick Swayze as Bodhi, and I love Johnny Utah. I love uh, Keanu Reeves. So that that like, I identify that with him. Yeah. Um, you might be able to say that this. The movie to your your wacky picks on things, um, you might be able to say like I don't, I don't know like what you'd put this under, but it definitely is like a kind of epic like snapshot of a point in time that this belongs to of like the start of the internet being more wide you know spread and like these kind of new concepts that weren't as sort of prolific as they are right now and yeah just yeah. like. Yeah. I think that's you're you're kind of you're stating it, you're expressing it much better than I did. I think that's why I associate this maybe with the '90s, because mm-hmm. where we were with like the technology boom and what everybody was like afraid of. Yeah. So yeah, I think that makes that makes a ton of sense. But I think this also is one of the best like early. Hey, this is what we can do now in movie making. Yeah. Like, watch me make this guy dodge bullets. Yes. I have one more question before we get to the underrated, overrated, properly rated for you. Mm-hmm. I know you love it when I add in random stuff that you're not prepared for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you rather be a slave or would you rather be self-aware? Um, I would rather be out of the Matrix. Interesting. Why? Because I, I, I for sure thought you were going to say you'd rather be a slave. Because um... you like, you like, you know, you like a, a carefree existence. Uh, I do like a carefree existence, but I also like to be in control of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just like, I don't know if I, if I had the choice and, and knew that the two existed, like we could be again in the simulation right now, in which case, like I'm content with my life. Sure. Um, but if you know, the, the red pill, blue pill thing happened and I could pick one or the other as me as a human being right now, I don't know. I feel like I... I would want to like get out Fair because enough. then it's like, no, none of it's real. Then what does it fucking matter? Yeah. I mean, but then you're getting into deeper questions because then you're, you're into like, if you're already, if you're, if you're Neo and you get the opportunity, you know what your life is like already in the matrix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah. a cipher and you can make it however you want and you won't remember that it's not real, that's a pretty good, pretty good gig. Right. So I don't know, man. I think I would rather be a slave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're both good. I feel like the, either way, it's like not a bad, not a bad pick, right? I, the shit they eat on the Nebuchadnezzar is fucking atrocious. 
Yeah, I mean, there would be things that would be not great about it. The I, smell. I think, I think, I think, yeah, just the. Um, <laughs> I think the other like uh, draw for me is there's like something about the like rebelness, right? Like kind of fighting yeah. back against this thing that is appealing to me. I mean, yeah, you always want to like argue with me, so I get that. Yeah. Quite the the contrarian. Hmm. I don't know who's worse, you or Tyler. Probably Tyler's Tyler. definitely worse. Tyler's more of a troll. Right. I don't actually I don't actually intentionally troll you. No. You just like, talk shit and you're some... usually honest about it, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, right. Like everybody knows, you know up front, uh, you know, my position. Whereas like I feel like God I love Tyler so much. <laughs> um I feel like occasionally, you know, he'll like just just a just a little nudge. A little just a little bit. And then he kind of like sits back and he waits yeah. and then just like maybe a little more. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then I call him on it and he's like, no, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> All right. Um, the matrix underrated, overrated, properly rated. This is a tough one because I love it so much. Okay. And I don't know anybody who doesn't love it. And clearly it's made a shit ton of money. And been very successful for basically all movies, all ways that movies can be successful. Right. So I, I feel like I gotta say it's properly rated. Right. I, oh fuck! Actually, you didn't give me the scores, dude. I don't have the scores. Come on, man. Fucking amateur hour. We'll keep God. talking. I'll get the score. I mean, that's it. Like I just like, I feel yeah. like I finished. I I don't. For me, so again, knee jerk reaction. I I think that it's. Someone like my wife, right, who's not into this genre of movies, I think would say, and I don't even know. I mean, I've never had this conversation with Nicolette. I think she would say, like, oh, that's stupid. Like, this is just a stupid sci-fi movie for, like, sci-fi nerds. Mm. Um, and I could be completely, completely wrong with that. But I feel like people feel that way about this, and I think that this has become almost like a forgotten movie. And, again, talking about Keanu Reeves specifically... I feel like it's been co- become like kind of a forgotten Keanu Reeves movie. Mm-hmm. So I would say for me, it's a bit, I think, because this is just my perception of what people think. It's a bit underrated. By the way, 88% um, critics, 85% audience. Uh, I mm. think 85% is a little low. Yeah. Personally, yes. <laughs> but I think like if we're if we're aggregating scores for... You know, like our society, I feel like that's a pretty good score. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, this is why I have you on the pod. We would have just gone without Rotten Tomato scores. And then what Then what are we, Damien? No, we're inconsistent. That's what we are. Inconsistent. You know what? If anything, this is a professional, consistent podcast. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before that we're professionals. Oh, I mean, I'm a professional. I don't know if you are. Hmm. You're, you're pretty professional. Yeah. <clears throat> thinking uh, oh. about uh, what something that we were just talking about, uh, asking Nicolette, mm-hmm. I feel like you know the all of the people who participate in this uh, in this podcast sure. are all approximately the same age, basically within the same generation, like and a half or so. Yeah. What we need to be doing is leveraging Rob's access. To the youths. Okay. 
we need to be like come because uh, this is another one of these questions where it's like i wonder what young people think about this it could be I'm very different from from nicolette's like oh you're just a nerd uh yeah. well maybe not nicolette the the hypothesized nicolette response of like sure. whatever it's just sci-fi you're just a nerd sure um and then on the on the opposite end of the spectrum young people i have no idea what they would think about this because they didn't they didn't experience technology and the growth of the internet the way that we did. Sure. Um, and so they could just be like, oh, whatever, this is cheesy. Like, I don't get it. I like where you're I like where you're at with this. We should definitely put something together for it. My knee-jerk reaction is that a lot of the movies we're going to talk about, they have never seen and or heard about. Yeah. Or, or again, this is me just hypothesizing, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything that I've read, everything that I look at is especially – people who are in that like 12 to 16 age, 12 to 18 age. Mm-hmm. It's all about like what's ever on Netflix, what's ever streaming, mm-hmm. what's ever on YouTube, whatever they have instant instant, you know, gratification for. And I don't know that this movie or some of the other movies we talk about are on Netflix. Yeah. Um and these kids are sure as hell not buying physical media, right? Definitely but then they're not. buying like records, which I find interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then cassettes, cassettes were making a comeback. Like, please, nobody buy cassettes. Yeah, there's no reason for cassettes no. to make a comeback. I get vinyl. It sounds better. Like, if you have the right setup yeah. and the right system, like, vinyl sounds better than anything. Cassettes never sounded better than anything, ever. No, no. It's like buying VHS. Like, they just don't, don't. It's tape. It wears out. Don't do that. That's, yeah. you're making me sad. Um, But I like it, dude. That's a great idea. We should definitely do that. I wonder if there's uh, an AV club at Rob's high school. He taught film in high yeah, school. Right. I just don't know if at his school. We need we had a, yeah, we need to brainstorm here. We need okay. to sit down and come up with some shit. How do we get access to the kids uh at Rob's school where they can we we get like poll data from them. Well, here's the problem. Rob is going to eventually break out and do his own podcast. Yeah, that so is So you're a just problem. giving him ideas. Fuck. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just assume all you guys are going with him anyway. Uh, I might. I mean, I'm a free agent. Uh, are you? I, I feel mean, like I might, I might have you under contract. I mean, not until this whole situation in the Lincoln Continental trunk sorts itself out. Uh, you were the OG. You're on episode numero uno. You were like the original whiteboard. I feel like I got you for <laughs> yeah, like early on. Okay. I don't know. Something. Okay. All right. All right. I got to look at the early emails. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Because there might be some uh, fine print you didn't pay attention to. Yeah, that's very true. I generally don't read that. But, I mean, it is what it is. Happy yeah. podcasting. Right. Okay. All right. All right, dude. I mean, you got anything else? I mean, this is the Matrix. I think I think we did it justice. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. I feel pretty good about it. You know, again, I, I mentioned it on, on my personal social media. Thank you for bringing S-Town to my life. You're you, welcome. You know, some people, I think Greg on, on the Discord app asked about some some podcasts, some recommendations, because he was kind of burnt out on what he had listened to. Uh, you recommended some things. I recommended some things. But you recommended something I had never heard of called S-Town, and it's blew my mind on the quality. I could only aspire to ever be that good, which none of us are ever going to be that good. Um, but, I, man, I just appreciate it. It was fantastic. So if you guys have not, if you're looking for something to listen to, it's old, right? It came out in, like, 2015, I think. Yeah, it's several years old now. It's yeah. a the like TLDR is it's a NPR, you know, uh, investigative journalist kind of right. like report of this story that this this you know uh, journalist kind of like that's right. Um, 
yeah and, and it's like eight episodes you can run through the whole thing like fairly quickly six or eight episodes i forget i think it's actually seven episodes okay yeah six yeah. that's right there we go cut the difference between six <laughs> and eight um the the trailer like before i first before it came out i listened to the trailer um because at, at the time and actually still i listened to this american life uh the podcast and they played the trailer i think on this american life and the trailer is fucking amazing I was super locked in after hearing that. Yeah, again, everything from the story to the the music, the production quality. The music got me. I know that sounds yeah. ridiculous, but the the original music, yeah, is is amazing to me in this. Um, and then the guy is the 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 host. I think his name is Ben. Is super engaging. You know, is is just funny and relatable. And you know, when he's having these like shitty conversations with people, like the way he, the empathy. It's just he's fantastic. Yeah. I dig it. I appreciate you bringing that to my life, buddy. For sure. I mean, all your other rec- recommendations are never like great, but this one yeah. was great. Yeah, I mean, I do what I can. It's a numbers thing. I mean, look, I give you recommendations. They're not always all great either. Yeah, that's true. I asked you to watch Vikings. You said it was a Fisher Price. <laughs> I said I believe. I believe the quote is it's a Fisher Price version of Game of Thrones. Perfect. Are you going to go see Ready or Not this weekend? Um, this coming weekend I might, um, because it's going to be a chill weekend. So yeah. Are you going to watch the righteous gemstones tonight or are you going to watch Mindhunter this week? Um, I need to try and finish the Sopranos. Come on. Cause I, I feel like I'm watching it for a long time right. and I really like it. Um, but I gotta, I gotta get to the ending, particularly after the, the conversation that we had at the start of this. Yeah. No, I'd love to talk to you about that. I think it'll be a fun I wanted, I haven't talked to anybody who watched this show like what twenty years after it came out because I, yep. I haven't watched it since it originally came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interested to, to hear your take on the the ending, and I'll give you my my uh, not theory, something I read that I really like. Okay, all right, all right, dude. Well, this is it, man. Cool. I think we just banged out the Matrix. Yeah, this is like the second recording that uh, I've been on in like a week or something like that. I mean, that. this is pretty awesome. The uh, the simulation is doing you right. Oh man, I, yeah, I gotta. I gotta remind me. I gotta dig up some links to send you. Just remember, if you hear dun 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 dun, <laughs> you're dun, 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 dun. wait. There might have been like some Lord of the Rings in there. I, I gotta maybe go re-listen to uh, <laughs> Terminator, the Terminator music. Uh, all right, dude, we'll do it again. All right, word. All right, brother. And that's the Matrix podcast, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. This is one that we've been talking about doing for, well, like we mentioned, all the way since April. I'm glad we could finally uh, get together and do it, Damien and I. I always enjoy Damien being on, so thank you to him. Uh, Also, uh, enjoy your guys' feedback. So definitely, if you want to hear us discuss anything, if you have thoughts on this uh, podcast or any other podcast, uh, maybe what we should discuss on our pop culture news, definitely shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. You could always follow us on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom, also Facebook and Twitter, at Morning Geekdom. Always ask you for those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. Also give us a like, rate, review on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Podbean. And we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.